following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to BeanGarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to the huge show. Net. Also, there you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Just search The Huge Show on the iHeart app. Or if you want to catch up and listen on your schedule, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. All of our podcasts are free. And Superfly Hayes puts them up each and every day. Inside the show, we'll spend a couple of hours with Jeff Risden from Lions Wire and Draft Wire. Lions at the Saints on Sunday. I'm not going to go to the must-win category because there's been some help against the Vikings the last two games, but a big game off of what we all witnessed on Thanksgiving Day, which, by the way, was one of the most watched Thanksgiving Day football games of all time. Rizzy will join us. We'll break down the Lions, where they're at, look at the Saints, look at the NFC North, the rest of the NFL. If you have a Lions or NFL question, you can drop those on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. We'll also get a little into the draft. Where's J.J. McCarthy sitting Right now, what about some of those other Wolverines after that huge win over Ohio State last Saturday at the Big House? And Lomas Brown will join me along uh, with our good friends from Doran Mayhew, currently being guard of the Grand Rapids office, soon to be Doran Mayhew. Josh Garvey, their managing shareholder, will be in studio. Lomas will join us on the phone before he heads off to New Orleans for the Saints and the Lions. So a lot to get to. Right now, let's welcome in Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Facebook and Twitter online. Also, he's one of the contributors to the Detroit Lions podcast that you can find on YouTube with weekly updates there and conversation. And man, Riz, uh, going into the Thanksgiving Day game off the comeback against the Bears, uh, they just 
let Jordan Love look like he was Aaron Rodgers. Got a little different vibe this week, don't we, mm. than what we had last week. You know, week. the vibe for the first time, I, I will say this, this year, really really the first time since maybe the Carolina game, post-Carolina Christmas Eve last year, right? That was bad. So that's, that, you know, that's 11 months. Yeah. That the doubt is there. The, yes. the The doubt is there defensively. Can this team hold up not only to get to the playoffs, and they do have a three-game lead in the loss column, on the Vikings and the Packers, but really do something in the playoffs. I, I think the narrative with the fans and the media and people like myself, Rizzi, and yourself, it went from from just making it to the playoffs and hosting a home playoff game to, hey, this team can do some damage in the postseason to now what's up with that defense? Why has golf had that many bad quarters in the last two games? And and those are legitimate questions. They are legitimate questions, and we're going to find out a lot about this team on Sunday in New Orleans. But to go back a little bit, normally when Goff has had a bad day, the defense was there to pick it up. He wasn't very good against Kansas City. The defense was great that day. I think I think we kind of forget that a little bit. Uh, they won that game because of defense and, and because the Chiefs dropped a couple balls. Uh, when he's been bad, though, in the past... Other people have stepped up. They've been able to lean on the run game more or special teams has made a play or the defense creates a takeaway to, to make up for one of his fumbles or interceptions. And they don't happen very often. That hasn't happened lately. And that's a problem because the Lions, as as talented as they are and as up and coming as they are, and they still are, this is a playoff team. They're going to win the NFC North. They're going to host a, a playoff game. There's a fairly, in fact, there's a great chance they're going to be the number three seed, which is very important because if you're the four seed, you got to play Dallas first. You don't want to play Dallas first. You want to play Seattle. You want to play whoever else. Right now, it's still the Vikings that are the last team. It could be the Packers, too. It could be the Packers. Um, uh, It could actually be the Saints, uh, depending on how this weekend goes. It could be the Rams. Wouldn't that be fun, having Matthew Stafford come back to Ford Field as the quarterback of the opposing team in a playoff game in Ford Field? And win that game and knock the Lions out. I really don't want to think about that possibility. Could you I really don't want to think about that. Well, but it's gone gone beyond (laughs) just that scenario of getting to the playoffs and hosting a game. And I, I, I really look at the defensive pressure and how they've just allowed uh, the Bears and the Packers, who are two of the bottom feeders, or were. Packers are playing some pretty good football with those wins over the Chargers and Lions back-to-back games. They could have easily uh, lost, especially that Chargers game prior to Thanksgiving. Uh, Hutch is getting a lot of heat in Detroit. Uh, I hear local sports talk show hosts saying that he just can't finish the sack. He's not big enough. Uh, we watched him finish the Bears game uh, against Fields. But what what's going on uh, with the defensive line and the pressure on the QB, lack of pressure with the Lions? I think a lot of it is scheme-related. Other teams are double-teaming Aiden Hutchinson, even triple-teaming him. There's a lot of video. In fact, uh, my friend Mike Payton from A to Z Sports did a documentation on on his piece this week where – he found three pl- or ten plays where they triple teamed Aiden Hutchinson, um, and nobody else got home. Ali McNeil is having a decent year as an interior pass rusher. That's that's about it. The guys who they counted on to step up around him, 
Guys like Josh Paschal, John Kaminsky, the Okwara brothers, Charles Harris, they are not getting it done. Uh, they're not playing well, and they're not playing complimentary enough football that, that teams have to worry about what they're doing with Aiden Hutchinson, uh, and that's that's bad. The other thing is is that I don't think that Aaron Glenn has done a very good job of personnel deployment in the past few weeks. And I wrote a thing at Lions Wire earlier this week about what I learned from watching the game, and I spent probably 20 minutes watching the first play of that game against Green Bay over and over and over again and just wondering how in the world Aaron Glenn thought that was going to work. Uh, and there's a lot of moving pieces on it. Um, I, I would encourage you to check it out in the, in the spirit of shameless self-promotion. It, there's just things that are going on on the defense that don't make sense, and it's beyond what the players are doing. Now, some of it is the fact that you're asking players to do things that they're probably not all that good at. That first play was a great example. You have two safeties in that game, Kirby Joseph and Tracy Walker. Kirby Joseph is your coverage guy. He's a single high deep guy, deep coverage guy. Tracy Walker is your blitzer. He's your box guy. They played them in the opposite way, and they both played awful on that play. And the Packers got a, I think it was 53-yard pass out of it that set up their first touchdown. There's little things like that that keep going on. Um, the, the moving around of Jack Campbell all over the place, trying to find a place where he's good enough to stay on the field, and thus far that's been a struggle there's just a lot of mishandling of personnel. And I think some of that, a lot of that goes on Aaron Glenn, but I think some of it's on the positional coaches as well. Uh, John Scott, the new defensive line coach, not sure that he's a great fit for, to go back in time a little bit. One of the things we talk about with the Lions and their coaching staff is that they're all very good teachers. Dan Campbell is a very good developer of talent. If you look at uh, guys like Mark Brunel as the quarterback's coach, Antoine Randall, a wide receiver, uh, Kelvin Shepard at linebacker. All those guys get better under their tutelage. Brian Duker in the secondary. I'm not seeing that with John Scott. And this is a guy who came in because Todd Wash uh, left for Carolina. Um, big mistake on his part, by the way, because he's still there, but not not for long. And, and I think that they're missing out on that developmental arc that, that they've been getting from it. And that's hurt. Uh, the injuries, uh, the reliance on injured players. And this is where Brad Holmes gets into the conversation. And he's been fantastic, but he's not perfect. And it's 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 weird. And I, I, Bill, I know you go through this with with the fans. You say one ne- one little negative thing or one valid point of criticism, and they're like, "Oh, you're hating. Why are you doing that?" It's 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 all or nothing. And it's the the, the world is not black and white like that. The football world is very gray, uh, and sometimes it's brighter, sometimes it's darker. And Brad Holmes, for for all the great he's done, and he has done a fantastic job with this team, taking risks on injured players in the second round on the defensive line, it hasn't worked. My, my colleague Russell Brown wrote that for uh, for Lions Wire yesterday. Like he he listed some of the players that you could have had. A lot of players that would be, look really really good for in Detroit right now, whether it's a secondary or pass rushers or a better third or fourth wide receiver. Um, an offensive guard, because guard right now is a massive problem. They have one on the roster who's healthy. Uh, it's Colby Sorsdal. He's not a guard. He's a tackle coming from FCS. Like there's, there's just a confluence of things that have all come together in the last couple of weeks that make everything seem dire and bad. It's really not that bad. Uh, if, if you look, and, and this is something, Bill, we've talked about this a lot. We as fans and as media have to learn how to adjust ourselves to covering 
and rooting for a good football team and a competent organization. Because we haven't had that experience in Detroit. Well, <laughs> to be blunt, we haven't. We're learning on the curve with that. I'll go back to when San Francisco lost three games in a row earlier this season. Their fans didn't panic. Their their media was like, oh, we got this. We're good. We're okay. You know, we're, we're going through a rough patch. We'll come out the other side and we'll be fine. And we collectively, and I'm raising my hand at this too, we haven't gotten there yet as Lions fans and, and, and learning how to handle a good team that has some flaws that, that get exploited occasionally. Uh, it happens. There's been one team that went all the way through, um, the 1972 Miami Dolphins. That was the year of my birth. It's, it hasn't happened since. Patriots came awfully close. They, they, they missed. They lost to a vastly inferior opponent because they didn't you know, dot all their I's and cross all their T's properly. The Lions need to start dotting a few more I's, crossing some T's, and they'll they'll look. This is still this is still a very good football team. They are still one of the four best teams in the NFC. They're going to win the NFC North. I have zero doubt in my mind about that. Let's let's go back to the summer. We talked about wanting. What was the goals for the season? Hosting a playoff game, probably winning it, getting to the next round, and seeing what happens. None of that's changed. I know it doesn't feel like that right now. None of that's changed. Yeah, but I think the start changed expectations. I would agree fans. with that. And even, even I think with Campbell and his post, hey, anything's out there. You know, his post games were all about doing things that nobody expects. Really, there was, yeah, there were those tones were there. Yeah, that's fair. And, and I think the trade deadline, watching the Niners look so incredible on defense. Chase Young and watching Sweat, how he looked for the Bears against the Lions, that they didn't go out there and improve when you had a shot. I, I make it an analogy to a baseball team that didn't go out there and get a starter at the trade deadline. Yeah, you traded for a middle reliever. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or you got a guy that's going to come off the bench, right? Yeah. A utility guy. You got a pinch runner. <laughs> and and you didn't want to give up anything. Yeah. Because maybe, and, and I'll say this since Holmes and Campbell have been there, I think the fan expectations and even media, for the most part, has been above what they're thinking at Allen Park. Oh, 100%. You, you see where I'm coming no, from no, here? No question about that in my mind at all. But this year, when you're looking at the opening win at Kansas City, when, when you're looking at the difference in the team from at Green Bay to Thanksgiving Day, when you allow the Bears to own you for three and a half quarters at home, when you look at Seattle, again, here here's my... Alarm on the coaches. Seattle debacle in the second half, home game. Bears three and a half quarters, you got a miracle comeback, right? Yep. At home. home. Thanksgiving Day, home game. Great teams don't do that at home, but they survived. They easily could have lost the Chargers game, right? They could have. They 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 easily could have lost the Bears game. This team could truly be reeling. And along the way, courtesy of the Broncos and the Bears, uh, the Vikings could be a game out of first place right now with the Lions still having to play the Vikings twice. So when you go through, it's not as bad as it looks. I look at the standings. Right now, the Lions have a three-game lead in the loss column over the Vikings and the Bears. Sunday, I believe, is a big game, and they seem to be a different team on the road, which is that all the hype you're hearing at home? Is it when they're together in the bunker on, you know, they're not dealing with families, they're not dealing with friends, they're not dealing with any of that. 
Uh, they do look like a different team on the road than at home this year. They certainly feel like they come out more prepared when they're on the road. And they they were flat at the start of the of the Bears game. They were certainly flat coming out of on, on Thanksgiving with that crowd. How how loud they were! I I, I don't I don't I don't. That's a disconnect. You have a young team. You have a young team. Are are you cocky? Are you overconfident? It's the NFL. It's any given Sunday. Yeah, you you, you got to watch out for those. That that's how the Cardinals beat the the Cowboys this year. You cannot overlook people, and I don't I don't think Dan Campbell is overlooking anybody. I think maybe the players and the the leadership on the team, like they don't have a lot of guys that have won on this roster. Jared Goff is pretty much it, honestly. They they just uh, Cam Sutton to some extent in Pittsburgh, but he wasn't a big part of that. He hasn't played well. No, he's not. No, no. Again, um, we don't know if guys are hurting and they're sucking it up and they're still putting themselves in the lineup. But there are guys who are contributing big time early. Like where's Branch in the? Again, is he fully healthy? I don't know. Where's Branch in the safety blitz or bringing pressure into the backfield? And that's that's been something that's been absent. They other teams have adjusted to how the new guys are playing, and I don't think the Lions have done a very good job of making the adjustments to, to that adjustment uh, on either side of the ball. By the way, I don't think Jared Goff has picked up on what defenses are doing. Baltimore showed everybody how you ruin Jared Goff. You take away the middle of the field. You take away his quick outlets. Make him throw towards the sideline. Make him throw down the field. He can do it, but that's not where he's good. He's he's a master at dissecting the middle of the field with different options. Baltimore muddied the middle of the field. I thought Chicago did a great job of muddying the middle of the field. Green Bay, when Quay Walker was awake, and he's not all the time, uh, that's a good thing for the Lions. They did a pretty good job of that, too. Now, also... And, and this this was one of the takeaways that I had from rewatching the Lions game again and again from the Packers. They had a lot of guys that are really, really good players that had really bad days for whatever reason. Panay Sewell, worst game of his career. No question about that. Frank Ragnall, Decker, bad day. Decker Taylor, Taylor, Decker, Taylor Decker had a really bad Rashawn day. Rashawn Gary was destroying Rashawn Gary ate him up. Preston Smith ate Panay Sewell up. Uh, I don't know how Panay got a... PFF grade the way he did because he was he was bad like and you don't expect that Hutchinson did not have a great game uh, obviously there was context of him you know being double and triple teamed at times but you know it wasn't a good game from either cornerback Jerry Jacobs or Cam Sutton um, regardless of what you think of those guys overall neither one of them played to their best that day uh, Kirby Joseph continues to really struggle, and I think that's an underrated storyline. He's not playing good football at all right now. Why is that? And that that's whether it's the sophomore slump. Again, they're adjusting to the adjustments, and I'm not sure that Aaron Glenn has figured out how to do that. And the other thing is that he's not a box or a slot safety. He is a a split safety or a single high safety, and they're just not playing him there that much, and it's frustrating. You know, one one of the touchdowns that happened against the Bears was Jerry Jacobs played great coverage, did exactly what he was supposed to do on a play, steered DJ Moore to the inside to where his help was, and Kirby Joseph was standing 15 yards away watching the pass go over. It's like that's your job. Like Jerry did what he needed to do, and and because of that, fans hate Jerry Jacobs. Oh, because he got beat up. He got beat on the uh, touchdown pass. That touchdown's on Kirby Joseph falling asleep at the switch, and that, that that's happening too much. Now, obviously, it would have been nice if Jacobs would have stayed in coverage, too, but 
there's too much of that going on right now, and that's something that needs a little bit of a reset. And I don't know how they can do that. Uh, I'm not a coach. I'm not paid to coach, but there's there is something that has to be done there to just like, hey, snap out of it. I think, it, and that's something in my mind is getting back to where they started the season, being ultra aggressive on defense, being the dictator. That, that's that's <laughs> bringing bringing secondary help into the backfield. That's blitzing. You yep. know, really, outside of Anzalone, the linebackers have disappeared. You know, Barnes played well early. He's disappeared. And I agree with you. Great coaching staffs find a way to uh, counter check what you're doing or, or what Green Bay saw the first time around. They came here. And I think coaching, coaching deserves uh, scrutiny right now. It wouldn't be criticism because they're going to win uh, the NFC North. But what is frightening, and I'll say that honestly, as a Lions fan and doing the huge show across Michigan with Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Detroit Lions podcast you can find on YouTube, all of a sudden you look at the remaining games and what looked like an easy run two weeks ago. You have doubt Denver now is no gimme. Denver's playing as good as anybody the in longest, the NFL. Longest win streak in the league. Is it five now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh and that I think have they flexed that officially yet? Not yet. We will find that out uh Saturday. By yeah. So players. uh so you got at New Orleans is never easy. No, at the Mercedes Dome. It's not. That's not a good team, but they're they're playing for their they're playing for well, division title. You know, you still have to like I said, Denver at home at the Bears. At the Vikings, Vikings at home, at the Cowboys. Dude, uh, you, you have doubt, yeah. at least I do, in my mind, where tell me the guaranteed W now. This is how fast, not the bandwagon has unloaded, but that the doubt has creeped into my mind about this team. And that's why I do say, without going down hyperbole avenue, Sunday is a must-win for this team to reclaim that mojo. It certainly is for the fans. I, I think the fans would feel so much better if they came out and won a game twenty-seven to ten, I, or, or just won, you know, twenty fourteen. Win yeah. on the road. It's the NFL, right? Yeah. Let, let's let's get a stop. Let's get a couple. T- let's get a positive turnover ratio for a game. Let's have our kicker make a forty-eight yard field goal. Let's not go zero for four on fourth downs. Let's let's clean some things up there. And that's, it's perfectly, we've seen them do it this year. And I think that that's, you know, the hope is, is that they're going through a lull. Like what, what the 49ers did with their, with their tailspin, what the Seahawks are going through right now, where other teams have figured out that Geno Smith holds the ball What the Niners did when they lost three in a row. But they they had a chase young. That that is such a monster pickup. How how do you not go get sweat and you let them go to the Bears? They weren't going to pay him. I know. I they, they they just weren't. Um. I and I know. I know it's frustrating. I. Could, I, could you imagine the future was Chase Young, and and Hutch? Yeah. Chase Chase Young isn't a a Dan Campbell Brad Holmes kind of guy, but Montez Sweat is, and that would have been. Well, their type he, of guys are better really, pick it up right now, starting Sunday in New Orleans. They they need they need to find somebody to step up. I think they need to play Charles Harris more. Uh, and maybe Julian Aquara coming back. Julian Aquara is a one. What about Urban off the practice squad? There's talk that he may play Sunday. I mean, that seems pretty desperate in my mind. 
he's had three three and a half sacks in three seasons. Two of them came in one game. One of them that, was that Baker seems Mayfield like a falling down. Signing. Yeah. The, uh, that seems like a that's a first time I can feel from Holmes or Campbell that there's smokescreen BS with that signing. That that was one I think that was was a bone to the people that are saying that they didn't do anything. Exactly, that's what I meant. A smoke yeah, screen yeah, now, it's, they, yeah. It's the first time they've tried the what what a lot of Lions coaches have done. Which, by the way, uh, earlier this week, uh, I think it was yesterday. Did we celebrate the anniversary? We did. That was Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The anniversary of Patricia Quinn. The uh, the the famous shot of Sheila wow. sitting up in the in the stands with her head in her hands. Mm. It was a, what, that was a glorious day. It was. That was a very. I normally don't like to dance on coaching graves, and I really, I really, truly dislike asking for guys to get fired. That really needed to happen, and I'll be honest, that made me happy. Um, that day made me happy. Uh, I, I don't, and I know, like, I know coaches. I know that the, they have families that, that they depend on. That it's tough when you've got young kids. Um, there are what, three Lions coaches that all have like infants right now. Like, imagine if one of them like. You don't want you don't want that to happen to people, but man, they it's a business. To go. You got to look at the business side of it, and, and that's the other thing is that the coaches know that when they get into it, they one hundred percent look do. at Michigan State. Those assistants didn't do anything. Mel Tucker totally let them down. <laughs> Same with the players that have all, for the most part, yeah. left with Jonathan Smith coming in. Yeah, it's a business when you're making that type of money when you're on that stage. It's a business. I have a family. You have a family. Yeah. You lose your job, I lose my job. Superfly loses his job. Yeah, he can't have me over anymore for Thanksgiving. That's that's a sad with, thing, man. With, with, and their family totally blamed me. They had watched all the Lions games, and the Lions have never lost a game all year. And his entire family, like twenty-seven strong, including a three-year-old, where the only thing she could say is "Bad Bill, Bad Bill." Uh, three <laughs> years old, pointing at Teach me. I'm, I'm leaving. She has a little Lions. Uh, a little Lions jersey on. I think a little golf jersey. Bad Bill, Bad Bill. I'm like, what you going to do? What you going to do? Bad Bill, Bad Bill. Oh, it was horrible. I felt, I almost chucked the to-go plate Mama Hayes gave me back at their door. They they asked that I never come for another Lions game to their house again. That's, that's a rough way to That go. was horrible. It, was, it, it ruined was my Thanksgiving. And then, then it ruined my Thanksgiving weekend. You were even hoping for like a respite at halftime. That halftime, oh my God, what the heck was that? That was awful. I kept asking who that was. Who? I, who I have no idea. My kids didn't even know who, who it was. Who, who a Jack? What, what, he, he, oh, Superfly lied and said it was Eminem's son. And I'm like, oh my God. Could be after all. I, I can see why he's not using the family name. Oh my God, that was that. That just looked cheap and like. What's his name? Dim Shady. You know, you, you got to do things when you're when you're doing a show like that. Obviously, you. I can't, guess the dancers quit the night before. Maybe, but I don't know what the that that told you something about how bad the show was. They didn't you know, want to be on like TV. The, the stage hands. Like, what was that? How it's Detroit? Like, why are you putting a plastic igloo? Out I'm there? sorry. It's Motown. It's hip hop. It's you. Kid Rock. It's Bob Seger. It's it's rock and roll. Yeah. Or it's rap. Or it's soul. Give, give Which me is the heart of Detroit. Give me the guys from I Prevail. I know Brian Burkheiser would kill to play halftime at Thanksgiving. Um, they were they're in Malaysia right now, so they couldn't do it. But get, they're they're Detroit boys, man. They're they're I, I know Brian's dad well. He's a huge Lions fan. Former um, bomb squad from the Detroit Police Department. Great guy. They th- that would be that would be something that they need to do because uh, the, going outside Detroit, going outside of Michigan, even to get your musical act. That ain't right. 
Uh, and uh, I hope that enough people have realized that in that building that they're not. That's not going to happen again. Now, I, I was told that the NFL wanted this guy specifically, and there was a lot of leaning on that. We all know how that goes. But that was that was rough, man. That, that was worse than the game and the games. Well, the NFL targets a demo. They don't want us to watch it. It's a group they want to turn on an NFL game, and the ratings were high. Okay, the Ly- Lions are. You know, Lions are a TV draw. Even Roger Goodell he did. was there. Was that before the Bears game, right? That was before the Bears game. But yes, it's and it's still true. This this weekend's game against the Saints is going to draw one of the better crews. It's going to get a wider audience than you would expect for a game between you know Detroit and New Orleans, which are historically not that great. But there, there's a lot of there's a lot of buzz still about the Lions, and I think the fact that they are still eight and three. They are going to win the NFC North. They they do have marketable, young, exciting players that people want to see, and and they love the head coach. Like that, there's there's still that's still there. It's 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 funny. Um, I do radio spots here and there around the country, and and everybody and you do a good job on the huge show too, Rizzy from you. Draftwire Lions Wire, the Detroit Lions podcast, which you can find on YouTube. We now join Jeff Risden's commentary already in progress. Thank you, huge. Um, one of the things that I, I've noticed, especially in the last couple of weeks, is that people around the country still like the Lions more than we do. Like they're more confident and more bullish on the Lions, both short term and long term, than what we are in Detroit right now because of we're living in the immediacy of being not very good the last couple of weeks. I think because it happened on Thanksgiving, where so many people were with everybody they love and know. And the excitement the Lions have brought us this year, it's not over. But they just need that game, which is Sunday against the Saints. I want to get into that matchup uh, in New Orleans coming up. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Uh, follow them, Twitter, Facebook, online. And uh, just go to YouTube, search Detroit Lions Podcast. They do a great job uh, each and every week with the Detroit Lions Podcast crew. If you have a Lions question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at one 838 4843 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. and opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Speaking of texting to 21000, text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000, and you will go into the drawing to win Lomas Brown's golf cart. It's tricked out with Honolulu blue flags, sweet wheels, rims. It's awesome. Uh, the photo is up at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. We're going to give it away next summer. So you have a while to enter. Uh, it's one entry per person. Uh, just text IMPACT to 21000. And by the way, if you want to get a tricked up golf cart for where you play, your neighborhood, uh, your cottage, uh, around your land, whatever it is, side-by-sides, all the power toys at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford, just north of GR, West Michigan's go-to Yamaha golf cart headquarters. So they'll do custom, whatever you want in a golf cart. They did it for Lomas, and it's sweet, and you could win his golf cart. Just text GOLF. To two one zero zero zero. No, excuse me. Text impact. I got it. Superfly. We we do a lot of text contests because Marty Bower. Oh, I got to do a text contest. Should we fire huge? Yes or no? Text huge to twenty one thousand. Text impact to two one zero zero zero, 
and you'll be in the drawing for a shot at winning Lomas Brown's golf cart. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Don't miss holiday deals at Meyer. Shop select Lego play sets for 30% off. December Home Holiday Indoor Decor is buy one, get one 50% off. And December Home Holiday Ornaments and Lifelike Trees and Phillips Lights are 20% off. These deals and products won't last long at these prices. Head to Meyer today to shop holiday deals in one stop. Plus, pay the same low buyer price no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino. Single record of the year is Better Man. Even here, Better Man. Album of the year, Killing Time. Come on up again, Clint Black. This Killing Time. Clint Black with special guest Josh Grayson. nothing to lose. Start at $40 on sale now at the box office and etix.com. Clint Black and Josh Grayson. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan based company and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail, vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition canned cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back, segment two, hour one on a Thursday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Thanks to all of our great affiliates for the radio station close to where you live, work, or where you'll be traveling. Go to thehugeshow.net. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, NFL Lions Insider, Detroit Lions Podcast. You can find that every week on YouTube. Just search for it. We're looking at the schedule during the break. There's New Orleans. New Orleans is missing three other top four wide receivers. They haven't been consistent this year. Carr is still a solid QB. They still have Kamara. Uh, You look at the Lions' defense, the way they've been playing, the Lions' offense and their struggles. How do you see this game shaking out Sunday down in Louisiana? 
this is a game where the Lions need to establish themselves early, like they did in the the good games where they they beat good teams earlier this season, and they they did do that. It's easy to forget that right now. This is a Saints team that's going to be trotting out there, and I'm I'm looking now. Um, <laughs> my, my Saints wire colleague put out their starting wide receivers will be At Perry, Lynn Bowden, Keith Kirkwood. Marquez Calloway and John Trey Kirkland. Huge. I cover the draft for a living. I've never heard of John Trey Kirkland. Never. <laughs> I don't know who that is. So this is a chance for the Lions defense. He to, was right to off of Bourbon things. Street in that uh, place <laughs> over that hurricane drink bar. Oh, I could use some hurricanes. Patty O'Brien's down there. Are you going down to the game? Or are you I am not. From a distance, you're going to cover it. I will be watching that one uh, from, from the comfort of home. But uh, New Orleans is a great place to... Great place to eat if you ever get a chance to go there. Well, let's talk about the Lions and the way they bounce back. Okay, so they lose the tough one week two to Seattle. They bounce back, look very good defensively uh, in beating Atlanta uh, 20 to 6. We're like, okay, good. Uh, Baltimore, the atrocious start to finish in the wind at Baltimore. They come back and give us a Monday night game against the Raiders. They weren't great in the red zone, but they won. Uh, now uh, you get the bye, then you get the Chargers win, stink for three and a half quarters against the Bears, find a way to win. You're eight and two, short week, which Green Bay had the same short week, and you lose by seven. It wasn't like you lost 31 10 to Jordan Love, but a game that you needed. If you wanted to stay in the hunt for the two seed, the Eagles are just running away with everything with their uh, comebacks. It seems every week they're making some. A miracle comeback. So I agree with you. We'll go with Eagles one. Uh, it will be the Niners two. And and that's yeah. why Sunday's important for the Lions now and playing for this three seed and avoiding the Cowboys in the opening round of the playoffs. So you yeah. mentioned New Orleans. We're talking about what they need to do to win. Uh, what do they need to change that we've seen uh, the last two weeks uh, that needs to go and they need to go here? What would that be? I think they need to bring more pressure on defense from different spots. Uh, get back to blitzing Tracy Walker. Um, Alex Anzalone, unfortunately, doesn't look like he's going to play, uh, but he's been a great blitzer. Let's find it. Let's see if Jack Campbell can blitz. We know he can't really cover yet. No, he's not great running in between the tackles yet. Like there's there's glimpses of it, but he, he's a rookie uh, and he's struggling with with a lot of things that rookies struggle with. Let's see if he can blitz. Let's see if Derek Barnes can dial it up. Let's let's overload. Let's do some things where we're you know having some fun on defense, where we have an asynchronous rush up front, the old Jim Schwartz special, where the tackles attack first and and the the ends stand there for a second and then do their thing. Um, it, that that works really well. Um, anybody who's ever played offensive line will tell you that it throws them off when things don't happen fast. Uh, in their face on pass protection. It, it's worth trying little things like that. And they do practice some of these things at times. Like, I've, I've physically seen it myself. I know they have the capability of doing it. That's Because if you if you pressure Derek Carr, we, we like to say that Jared Goff doesn't do well under pressure. Derek Carr really doesn't do well under pressure. He's bad, folks, when he gets guys in his face. I think uh, the offensive line has to be better. I, I hope it was just an aberration how bad Decker and Sewell looked against Green Bay. We'll talk more uh, about the Saints game, rest of the NFC North, rest of the NFC 
and the NFL playoff picture, Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N, on Twitter. Huge show, Lions, NFL Insider. And also look for the Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube each and every week. Jeff and the crew break down the Lions. Just search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Book your stay this fall in luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium play, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $2.89 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $3.39 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers. Until December 30th through the end of the year, purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at TheUrbanU.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to TheUrbanU.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back in this Thursday edition of the Huge Show. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Now you got a ton going on, whether it's the NHL and the Wings. We have championship weekend in the Power Five with Michigan-Iowa on Saturday night. Lions and the Saints on Sunday. Uh, So much action out there. So what you need to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if you're a Hoops fan... You can throw five bucks down on the Pistons or any NBA game. This is for new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up. Then can bet just five bucks on the Pistons or any NBA team and get 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting that five bucks on the Pistons or any NBA team. 
And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable with 24-7 support. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want to. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the Pistons or any NBA team. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Michigan. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball turns, but always use that code HUGE. When you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, if you missed any huge opinion from today or any show, any interview, any hour, uh, the full three hours, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and listen to our free podcast when you want to. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.